Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friends. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are um, and a great uh, week um, ahead. We are close to the weekend and that's always a good time. So today I want to bring you something on a documentary I saw on YouTube. I'm going to put a link into my podcast. Uh, Sometimes I forget to put the link, but I apologize. But I will put the link today. It's called Dakota Exile. It was um, a documentary on PBS, which is a channel in the United States. And um, absolutely, you will see this. um, You know, it's a great documentary. Sorry about that. Yeah, so it's a great documentary. And uh, this documentary was made by Twin Cities PBS. Um, it is um, a, a channel uh, documentary and, uh, made by think from um, funds of the Minnesota government. Uh, Minnesota is a state in the, in the United States, um, not central United States, if I'm not mistaken, yes. Uh, and it neighbors Canada. It neighbors uh, the, the province of Ontario in Canada and a little bit uh, Winnipeg. But it's not central, um, not central, um, you know, United States. Uh, you can look it up on the map. So th- the story is about this tribe, this native tribe. Now, in, 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 um, in, in the Americas, there are different tribes. We say Red Indians, but that's a derogatory word we do not use anymore. We call them either natives, uh, indigenous people, or we call them by, by tribal name. When Christopher Columbus landed on, on the shores of America, he thought he'd landed in India, and that's why he called them Indians. But even that is derogatory, so we do not use that word. We try not to use it. But for this documentary, for this podcast, I will use it just to tell you uh, the story about, uh, about uh, this native tribe. Uh, they, are the nat- they are the Dakotas, um, and uh, how they were exiled from their own native land by European settlers, uh, and mainly Christian, obviously. Now, the reason I'm bringing this to you, because it matches what happened in Manipur, not just uh, two months ago, but for the last 100, 150 years. So as this was going on in the other side of the world, it also happened over here. So it's very important for you to know what happened, and you can learn from this and understand for those who didn't, um, who don't know the history of Manipur, you could also understand how these Christian missionaries and these colonizers and invaders convert you to Christianity or whichever religion they want to convert you and slowly take over your land. The conversion, the proselytization is not for God. The proselytization is to take over your land. That is the goal of the missionaries. Once you become Christian, you're attached to a church. That church then controls your mind and it also controls your land. Once they control that land, you are their slaves forever. And this is how they took over the United States by proselytization. I'm going to tell you the story of this Dakota tribe and, and you can then uh, you know, make the link. You can also take a look at the podcast, uh, at the documentary, which I will put the link in. 
and we'll go from there. So this Dakota tribe was among the first tribes or nations to meet with the European colonizers. Um, for approximately 200 years, they either fought against them and members of their tribe allied with them. Uh, they traded with them. They intermarried with them. They adopted some of their ways. Uh, but as... as um, New and more and more new immigrants arrived to the American shores. They soon found that they were uh, their back against their wall. They were pushed into a corner and they were not wanted in their own land. Very much like Manipur. As they were in the way of the white people. A series of uh, treaties were signed um, and promises were made. Bribes were given. and But all of this was only to yield more land. And they, the Europeans never kept their promises. So they made the treaties, they took the land, but never kept their promises. And by 1858, after 200 years, the Dakota tribes were confined to a small strip of land along the Minnesota River. When the US government made uh, first made payments, to them because the treaties were in return to give the land and make payments. The payments came and it went to the middlemen, the traders. They were called traders in those days. Middlemen or zamindars, okay? Well, but I wouldn't say zamindars, but middlemen. The traders um, kept the money, saying the natives owed them money because the money would always take time to come. And so they had no other way to make money because their land was taken away. They could not hunt. They couldn't do anything. So they had no food, uh, no way of ga gaining employment, no way of gaining food. So they were dying. So they took money from the European traders, the middlemen on credit. Okay, you know what credit is. Um, and the middlemen, um, you know, would give them credit. And when the money did come, they would keep all the money saying, oh, well, you owe us the money. So they became literally became slaves of these middlemen or the zamindars. And, you know, that's how we had uh, uh, zamindars in those days. They would take, they would invest, they, they would till the land and then they would take money from the zamindars because the zamindars, um, you know, the zamindars then um, uh, gave them money to, to do their crop. When the crop came, they would give back, you know, the zamindars would keep the profit saying you owe us money. So there was nothing going to the farmers. And if the famine came and there was no, the crop failed, then it was over. They became indebted for life. Um, if they were hungry, the the trader said they could eat the grass, you know, like Marie Antoinette said, oh, they can eat cake. If the natives converted, but if the natives converted, okay, to Christianity, cut their hair, uh, gave up their tradition way, traditional ways, if they left their traditional ways behind, then they would got money, they would get money and more money than the others. But most Dakota people resisted the efforts to destroy their culture. When the American Civil War began, um, when the American Civil War began, there was a rumor that the U.S. government was not going to make payments of money because they needed the money for the war. So the traders cut the credit and the, f and, and the food, um, and there was no food, no money, no credit, no nothing according to the treaties. When the corn crop failed and the rain did not come, they stopped. They were starving. They had no food. They were dying. Their population was reducing. 
already they were put on a reservation uh, compared to the land they had before the settlers came. And so now they were really dying. By approximately 1862, the Dakota refused to surrender. They said, no, enough is enough. We're not giving you any more land, which is exactly what happened in Manipur. These, all these rights were to take over whatever little land was left. Um, the Dakota refused to surrender and went to war to take back their land. They were successful. But by September... Uh, of 1862, the U.S. Army intervened and went to war and ended the battle with the natives. The Dakota fled, but there were 1,700 women and children that were taken to a prisoner's camp. The politicians called for an extermination, like a holocaust, of the natives. And the press were fed a hysteria. So you see what's happening now in Manipur? Uh, you have... Uh, you had they went to war they burnt everything they and in, in uh, exterminated the um, they 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 killed they raped the 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 metis the metis um, the metis uh, revo revoke that should i say return the favor back there was rape there was more murder there was killing there was burning and now the press went into hysteria mode exactly the same this was only to take over the land. They blamed everything on the natives um, in Minnesota, because, but they refused to say that they signed treaties and never kept the treaties. And the treaties were always to take away land from the, from the, from the natives. Similarly, in Manipur, the treaties were signed, land was given. They had the Land Act, which blocked the Métis from taking over, uh, buying land in other territory. But the reverse was possible. So when you're pushed against the wall, you're angry, you're angry, you're angry. You then re uh, retaliate. You say, oh, look, look, the Métis are bad. The BJP is bad. The BJP is this. The BJP is that. But they don't, will not take a look at what they did. So it's typically, just like in Manipur, in 1862, um, the press fed them hysteria, oh, blah, blah, blah. There was almost no truth allowed out. Everything that was being said about the Dakotas was a creation, a fabrication of some person of European descent uh, and an imagination to stir up the people against the natives. The natives were called savages. The natives were called filthy Indians, dirty Indians. Uh, that's what they were called. Um, military tribunals followed. Finally, uh, there were about 300 uh, sentenced to death. By hanging, Abraham Lincoln intervened. And 38 men were finally publicly hanged. Uh, together on one day in, in, in public on the 26th of December 1862 in Minnesota, the largest mass uh, hanging in the United States. If you can hear papers, it's because I've written all my notes on papers. Um, in the despair that followed, the missionaries found success in the fear because now they have put fear into whatever little natives were remaining. And in that fear uh, to, be, to save themselves, the, the, the locals gave themselves up to the missionaries and the missionaries converted them. A bonfire was made of the sacred medicine bundles that they had and the prisoners were packed into steamboats, forced onto modern day um, and forced onto modern day Dakota territory by boat, by rail, packed like sardines and like the transatlantic slave trade. The boats would only stop to bury the dead because there were people dying on those boats. They got a new reservation, which is modern day Dakota. 
but they had barely enough of food and clothing uh, for the northern climate. Because if you see the map, Dakota, uh, modern-day state of Dakota, North Dakota, South Dakota, is near Canada, which is very, very cold a land. So you can't survive on just cotton and nothing. You need huge, huge uh, cold clothes, sweaters. And in those days, they had animal hide. But even that was not given to them. Um, Almost 300 people of the Dakota tribes uh, died in the first winter. Food was in short supply, but the government agent would not let the Dakota tribes go out and hunt because they're used to hunting. They were not allowed to go to hunt. The surrounding hills were filled with children's graves because people were dying like flies. After three years, the reservations was abandoned and the Dakota tribe moved down the stream to a new reservation in Nebraska. Over time, they were the natives were Christianized um, because that was the only way to save themselves. If they if they were Christianized, then they would get food, they would get uh, clothing, but otherwise they were let to starve. So you either you either starve, you either um, you e- you either die of cold, or you Christianize, and they were pushed against the wall. Which is this is this is nothing to do with Jesus Christ, my dear friends. This is absolute colonialism, lock, stock, and barrel. And when I listen to this, I think of my grandparents and my ancestors who were Christianized also. After three years, uh, the reservations was abandoned. The Dakota tribes moved downstream to a new reservation in modern-day Nebraska, which is the center of the United States. Over time, the natives were Christianized. They were assimilated into European ways. Um, um, and yes, then came the assimilation, okay? Because just Christianizing someone, changing your, your religion and taking an oath is not going to do anything for you. You have to assimilate into European ways. And that easiest way was to um, individualize them. Okay, they, they were going to individualize them and make them farmers. So from tribes, in, because a tribe always has strength, more the people, more bigger the group, you have strength. The moment you, in, you separate the people from one another, you isolate them, all of a sudden you have no strength, nothing. Uh, and to make the farmers a boundary, um, so they, they gave them land, they, they wanted to individualize them, make them farmers, put a boundary between them. So this is your land, this is your land. So the moment you have boundaries, now you're going to fight. A boundary always means uh, someone who wants to keep the land. You have to fight to keep the land and fighting means war. So that's the worst thing ever. Um, the goal was to Americanize the natives. Uh, again, the goal was to take away the land Whatever little land was given, whatever little reservations they had from the whole of the Americas and all the tribes, even that they wanted to take away from these poor people. And, and they wanted to let the settlers onto them. Um, so what was even given to them in the last treaty, uh, only two-thirds was left after they were Americanized and made into farmers. And they were... Uh, only two-thirds was left from the original reservations. Um, but even that was too poor a land to farm because you can't farm on any land. When, when the famine set in, people were dying, there was no food. Now what they did, the missionaries followed them into exile and they spoke of a message of God. They learned the native language and as the medium of the 
as a medium of the message, but the real goal was assimilation and change, my friend. And pretty soon the natives were further Christianized, Americanized, and over generations they lost their language. The natives were too scared to make any noise and to complain about the missionaries because they thought that whatever little land was left to them, they would, they would, that also, they would be taken away from and they would starve to death because their only goal, the only reason that they were given uh, food, even though they signed treaties in exchange of money, even though they gave up the land, once they gave up the land, the moment they gave up the land, the, the natives came, the Europeans came in, they were more in number and all they had, they controlled the food, they controlled everything, they controlled the money. All they had to do was stop the money. So they would starve them into Christianizing. So if they didn't Christianize, if they didn't Americanize, they would be starving to death. So the locals were scared. The children were scared to make any noise or to complain. And and if they didn't cooperate. So at first, each uh, reservation was assigned a church, either an Anglican church or Catholic church. And the indoctrination began. Um... Once the indoctrination began and the natives slowly converted and assimilated their ways, then the same Europeans who tried to, uh, you know, uh, modernize and Americanize these natives, calling them slaves, calling them savages, calling them dirty people, calling them oh, themselves, you know, glorifying themselves as the best, as as people of God, civilized people of God. They started fighting among each other, each other, because we know how the Anglicans and the Catholics fight. So basically, each one would indoctrinate their, their, their church members, saying, you're an Anglican, don't go to Catholic church. The Catholic would say, uh, don't go to the Anglican church, they're bad people. And they would indoctrinate the, the, the natives against each other. So now this became not only a fight between the, the, the Anglicans and the Catholics, but against the natives. The natives were fighting, were, were indoctrinated to fight amongst their own brothers because one bro- one family part of the family was um, one part of the family was in um, um, in the Anglican church one tribe you know one tribe which they were all part of the bigger tribe but individually there were other smaller tribes one part of those tribes were with Catholic churches and because the Catholics and the Anglicans were fighting they used them as proxies to fight against each other so now again there's anger and again there's hatred that was fabricated to lead a proxy war between the Anglicans the Presbyterians the Christ the Catholics it was a mess something which was supposed to be civilized was going on as war, uh, proxy wars. And it was really, really sick. Um, so the natives were uh, shocked as, as, they, um, as they treated, their own natives treated their children a lot better than how the Christian nuns and the Christian priests t- treated their people. Uh, they said, you know, you're civilized, you're supposed to be civilized, but they were not even treating the children well. They were, um, the natives were treating their own people a lot better. Even their families were treating their, pe- their children a lot better. Um, it was stupid because they wanted to cleanse the natives as the natives were considered savages, but the natives were more civilized than the Europeans. However, they themselves fought with each other. So what do you expect uh, of, you know, uh, of their civilization?
Um, then the Indian agents and the missionaries tried to stop traditional ceremonies and dances of the natives. By 1883, the Commissioner of Indian Affairs issued a ban on the demonic practices and, and barbarous customs of the Sioux, that is S-I-O-U-X, another tribe, and they tried to take away their culture and their language, their belief, and that's... Um, and, and they, they were discouraged to speak their language if they were spoken, if their language was spoken. Um, they, they would be beaten, they would be abused, they were made to kneel, uh, they were considered heretic, and uh, basically they were just wanted to remove their culture from the, from the child from the people. The powwows, native powwows were dis uh, discouraged, but they were still continued in secret. And they implanted fear, my dear friend. You see, we, we talk about fear, fear, fear in India. Where's this fear coming? The fear is coming from the root and the fear doesn't come from the sky. The, uh, the fear is coming from the root and the root is in your home, in these churches, in these homes uh, that are indoctrinated by the churches and they put the fear of God into you and that God is trans to to a proxy battle on the ground. So the Christians will say, oh, well, the Catholics will say, oh, well, the fear, you must fear not only God, but you must fear the Anglicans. The Anglicans will say, oh, you must fear God and all those who practice Catholicism because uh, he's going to hell. It's not the correct way. The Presbyterians would say something else. There was this fear that was indoctrinated like to you and which is very typical of Abrahamic groups because Abrahamic groups are about colonization of land in order to colonize your land. They need your, uh, they need to colonize you and your mind. Once they colonize you and your mind, they will colonize the land. They will take over the land. This is how all the Islam and Christianity have spread. We know that. Um, and so fear is their tool. The biggest tool is fear. So when, when the Congress in India says, oh, look, the BJP is doing fear. No, the fear is coming from the root and the root is in their homes, which is, is a biggest tool in facilitating someone who is poor, someone who's weak, someone who's ignorant, the personalization comes with fear and that's how they, 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 um, they um, sow this fear and sow their ideological, um, uh, their ideologies. Um, and this is then allied with the Congress Party in India, and the Congress Party then says, "Oh yes, we are, we are, we are, we are standing up for for minorities. They're not standing up for minorities. They're hand in hand in glove with these goons, these mullahs, tullahs, and these rape artists and these drug cartels." Um, so, like like the modern day fear tactics, the Christians in the in in the Americas also try to implant fear um, into the minds of these ancient um, people, and they 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 said that their customs were bad, that they would go to hell, um, and if the but the natives kept doing it in secret. The grandmothers would teach their grandchildren that and their children and their grandchildren in secret, but the most vulnerable were their children. So they formed boarding schools, my friend. I think you know what those are. Um, in Canada, they were called residential schools, but in, in, in the US, they were called boarding schools, Christian Indian boarding schools, where, which were the most effective in stopping the culture of the native people and that of the tribes of Dakota. So the schools were set up um, and they, they cut the, the fabric, the emotional, the ideological, the uh, cultural fabric of the Dakota, which was so strong from the inside, was 
cut into like a million knives by this these school systems because what these schools did they they took away the children into boarding schools so they would lose contact with the family once they lose contact with the family there was no exchange of culture there was no exchange of traditions customs language and slowly by slowly they would be taken away from their culture which is exactly what is happening even in India so these boarding schools would separate the for the children from their families uh, at teachers and elders and they so that they could not transmit their cultures parents were not even allowed to visit their children at the boarding school the goal was kill the indian in the child but save the child that means take away the english traditions uh, the indian traditions and cultures the native traditions but save the child and reindoctrinate that void with european traditions any child speaking the language was beaten punished um uh and they were made to kneel okay uh and slowly by slowly they lost their culture once they lost their culture they lost their traditional land they also lost their reserves they are, they were put on small reserves and these small reserves uh you know because they had no connection to the land they lost the ecosystem which uh, empowered them with knowledge empowered them their soul kept them connected to the land their knowledge of the land the knowledge of the cosmos the knowledge of the seasons and respect of the land respect of the nature they lost that contact there was a void that void was filled with drugs alcohol uh, uh rape violence and today look at the natives they're only about what 9 million in the states not even 2 million in in canada the bulk of them there's there's there is poverty there is uh there's poverty there's isolation there's drugs there are they are the poorest people in the americas and you know we look at them the african americans we see all see all these big hollywood stars but the uh, the natives are so poor there's so much of drugs violence rape uh murder um homicide everything going on in these territories and this my dear friend is the story of the dakota now every tribe has its own story but the dakotas this is a superb story which basically mimics the stories of all tribes but this is one great story to tell you why am i telling you this because it's exactly the same thing that happened in Manipur it is also the same thing that happened all over India all these missionary schools these convent schools these jesuit schools these secular schools what are they doing their goal is to take the child away from the from their family uh kill the indian in him and refill that void with a secular european education where he loses that touch with his education with his native culture and slowly by slowly that void is filled with something else and they will we will lose our civilization that is what they want and this is what the congress has been running for the last 75 years so when you say oh well i don't have any of my indian culture in my school textbooks this is the reason why uh, and it, the only thing that was put is moguls 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 why the moguls because the other ally of the indian national congress was the was the islamic uh, islamic uh, groups the islamic mullahs tullahs and their mosques um so one side you had the christian relics of empires and you on the other side you have the the muslim relics of empires because they had the most money at that time 
they it was very easy to form an alliance with the with with the with the congress the hindus at that point didn't have so much money because after 1300 years of colonization by islamic invaders and christian colonizers as the colonizers there was nothing left so they were not rich enough to you know line the pockets of the congress and so guess who filled that space and that's why we don't have our culture in our school textbooks and we are losing our civilization we know more about uh, Mother Teresa than our own civilization. We've learned everything about Mother Teresa, but we've not learned anything about our civilization because the goal of 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 the secular government is save the uh, kill the Indian and save the man. And this is exactly what happened in Manipur. This is exactly what happened all over is happening all over India. Until you wake up and don't study it yourself, do your homework, rise up. Study, learn, connect the dots, understand the cycles, the currents that form the waves, how we are repeating and repeating the cycle. Break that cycle by removing the garbage, get, doing the homework yourself, getting off this plantation, healing. Healing is very, very important. Taking your responsibility, you will get equal opportunity and we can rise up together. Whoever we are, wherever we come from, whatever we are, labels are, it's important to have the knowledge. Do your homework over time because you don't have, you can't wait for the government to give it to you. And once we heal, once we heal, the violence will stop. The violence is because uh, our, our psychic has not yet healed. Our psychic still doesn't understand. Uh, is still searching for the knowledge of our ancestors, and we must give it to them by our own hard work. Otherwise, it's not use anymore. We're just going to lose our civilization. So on that note, I wish you well. I thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to me. I wish you a great day and we'll meet each other again. Thank you and stay safe.